I know you're tired. I know you're hurting. And I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational. But that just wouldn't be our style. Great moments are born from great opportunity. You shouldn't have any doubt in your mind about what you're supposed to do tonight and about how you're supposed to do it. This is your time. Now, I don't want them to gain another yard. We gotta go out there and we gotta take it. Take their game and shove it right back in their face. That's how winning is done. Team is something you belong to. Something you feel. Something you have to earn. If we don't come together, it's over. And I guarantee you, we won't go by in your life. You won't regret walking out, letting them get the best of it. I'll ask you one last time. To be the best that you can be. Play like champions. Win. It's about heart. It's about who can go out there and play the hardest. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. I don't care what the scoreboard says. At the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're talking NFL Draft Today Emergency Podcast. Parker's not here, but you know who I do have? My draft guru, Tim Frazee, with me. I'm bringing him on. We're going to have some fun again. All that and more right after this. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to do a complete draft order. Tim is here. Tim, say hi to the peoples. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me again. Awesome. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go a full draft, and we're going to talk team needs and then the players available in that spot. Tim's got some guys that you know he thinks are in the best position to get picked, um, so we're just going to run down team by team. Uh, Tim, we're starting with the first pick, Jacksonville. Who do you think, man? I think it's the for sure pick, another Andrew Luck in the making, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Team need is only quarterback in this position. I know they got to pick later. We're only saying quarterback here, and that's where we're going, right? 100%. Okay. Uh, then we go down to the Jets. We have the team need as quarterback again. That's like their only need in this spot again. I know they got a later pick as well, just like Jacksonville, right? I agree. They they have an early second-round pick and also another second round, a second pick in the first round. Okay. So it's definitely Zach Wilson here. Curveball, is Justin Fields a possibility here? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, it is a strong possibility, but I think Zach Wilson is the guy they want okay. to build this new franchise around. No, I can I can definitely get behind that, and I think that's been the pick for so long, and I think that's definitely 
uh, what a lot of people are thinking. We go down to three. This is where kind of the draft is uh, is starting off. Uh, we talked about it previously before when you were on before, Tim. San Francisco, their their needs are corner and quarterback. So both the backs there. But we're thinking mainly it's quarterback, right? Could they shock the world and go corner? I don't think so. I think giving up that payload to jump to number from 12 to 3, they're definitely going quarterback. The key question is who? Yeah. Trey Lance, Mac Jones, or Justin Fields? That's your three guys. Yeah, and I think uh, they've kind of decided. I think they're kind of leaning more towards Trey Lance or Mac Jones here. I mean, it just depends on coach or GM who, who wins that power struggle. Uh, Tim, you were saying something that, like, the GM likes – Trey Lance, Trey, but, yes, but then uh, Shanahan likes Mac Jones. Yeah, uh, you know Mac Jones probably reminds Shanahan of a more of a Kirk Cousins, uh, Garoppolo, somebody he liked and was successful with. Uh, Trey Lance, now he's today's heir of the idea of quarterback with athleticism, the accuracy, the big arm. So it's going to be interesting which quarterback they walk away with on the first day. Okay, so we're looking Lance, Mac Jones. Uh, there at three. Atlanta team needs are quarterback, wide receiver slash tight end, playmaker essentially, and then defensive back. What are we thinking here, Tim? Or is this is this the first trade of the draft? Based on who San Fran takes, I could feel like Denver to leap up and take the quarterback they got their eyes on. They've been kind of quiet about the quarterback class, and they could be a sneaky one to jump up with a Atlanta and take a quarterback. I feel like they're either trading back or if they stay with that pick, they're taking an offensive playmaker to give Matt Ryan for the future to make his career last a little longer. Okay, so if we go playmaker, it's either Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase here. If they go quarterback, which I, you're not thinking that they're going to do, you think that it's, it's mainly going to be a trade back if quarterback's the play? Yeah. Okay, and then uh, I really do. And then DB is a possibility here. Maybe Patrick Sertan jumps up to four with Atlanta, or are you thinking it's just the two playmakers or a trade back? I think if I think Kyle Pitts, I mean, he's a matchup nightmare. I think if they trade back, I think Sertan's a strong play as they really need a shutdown corner. Okay. So I definitely, yeah, you're thinking like Pitts and then Chase and then possibility of Patrick Sertan, maybe, but and definitely a, not possible. Another thing I like to bring up real quick, there's a, you know, today the news been about people calling about Julio Jones. Maybe they do trade him during the summertime, early June, and they pick his replacement in Jamar Chase. Him and Calvin really could be kind of deadly. They do have uh, Hayden Hurst at tight end. So it could be really interesting. That's where the real fun starts in the draft. Absolutely, yeah, definitely there with Atlanta. Their pick is definitely going to be the, uh, the the case that could make things really interesting there at four. So then we jump to Cincinnati here at five. Their team needs are wide receiver and offensive tackle from everything I'm seeing. So is it Sewell? Is it Chase? Is it Pitts? Even a possibility here if Atlanta doesn't or if, as we said, Denver jumps up and, and grabs that quarter. Like, do they take Kyle Pitts? Do they go with... Joe Burrow's former running mate in Chase, or do they go offensive tackle with uh, uh, with Sewell? Man, they got so many great, great decisions to pick here. Uh, it comes down to: Do you want to protect that quarterback, or do you want to give him more playmakers? I like Sewell. I think you know protecting Joe Burrow after that, especially after that injury, is a bigger priority. Given protection, boom! I think T. Higgins is going to pop off the charts with Tyler Boyd. Do you think possibly Sewell might even not be the pick here and maybe the kid out of Northwestern, maybe Rashawn Slater is the pick instead if they go tackle? Like, 
Are, are we 100% sold on Sewell being the top tackle in this draft? Me personally, I'm not sold 100%. You know, just for my analysts and the news I'm getting about these tackles, some people are just not sold on him. Slater, you know, he's a big, aggressive, nasty blocker in the pass game and in the run game. I feel like Slater over Sewell could be a shocking move, but either way, it's still a good pick for him. You can't go. You can't go wrong with either tackle. No, I'm not debating that at all. I think any tackle that has the the size and speed of the Sewell or the Slater is definitely a decent pick. We go to Miami at six. Uh, the team need is basically offensive playmaker, either wide receiver or tight end. Uh, so it's who's who's available between Pitts, Chase, and Waddle. Or do you think this could possibly be a trade out as well? Maybe that Denver trade up, or maybe Chicago or New England if they're looking for the quarterback. If the playmakers go at four and five. You gotta give to a, a playmaker to make his growth get to his potential. If them playmakers are not there for Miami, they're definitely. I would trade back, but I want to stay in the top ten. So you would definitely say that uh, either a Carolina, Denver, maybe even a Dallas trade would be the only ones you take. You no, know, if Denver, if Atlanta's asking too rich for Denver to trade up that high, you know, and there's no playmakers available from Miami. That's a good trade right there because I feel like Miami at nine could go with Jalen. Okay, no, that makes a lot of sense. No, but you definitely gotta get a playmaker for uh, for your quarterback. No, I de- definitely understand that, and I think that's. I mean, that's gotta I like be Jamar the play Chase. for Chase. Jamar Chase will be very good partner with Devontae Parker. I really like Jamar Chase at six. Okay. So then we go to Detroit. Their team needs way too many to count is really what we kind of came up with. So they're definitely taking best available player between either Slater at offensive tackle, Patrick Sertan at corner, Micah Parsons at linebacker, Sewell if um, if he ends up falling and Slater's not there, or Devonta Smith. Is that a possibility there for Denver? Or Sorry, for Detroit? It's a strong possibility. I mean, they're very thin, thin at the position, only having Perriman and... Tyrell Williams, a wide receiver is definitely in need, but at what point of draft is the question? They could also trade out of that and accumulate more picks to help build that roster better. But Detroit's definitely a best player in need. Which way that new head coach is, what directions he wants to go, offense, defense, trenches. I mean, Parsons, Parsons has been linked a lot to Detroit. Okay. But he might, it's going to be an interesting pick. Best player available. Fair enough. Detroit. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think Devonta Smith being a third wide receiver option instead of Geronimo Allison, because that's their current third round wide receiver, I think that is definitely a, a play that needs to be made so that way you can help out Jared Goff in the best way. We go to eight with Carolina. Their team needs are linebacker, offensive tackle, and corner. And so, you know, the same, the usual suspects right now. We have Parsons, certain. We now bring in J.C. Horn, Seawall, and Slater on who uh, who else doesn't doesn't match up what's what's the play here for carolina considering they now have sam darnold well that's another play where they can also trade out the pick with a quarterback and play from another team like denver or the patriots but i agree man i like you know parsons could fill the role of luke keekley that they're still looking for it's ever since luke, losing james bradbury you know certain horn he'll pair very well with uh, jeremy chin in that secondary and hey if C. Wells is there, or even Slater, I would even consider it just to protect Sam Donald. Keep him up. Let's show the world what Sam Donald got. I think the kid got great potential with a good O-line and uh, offensive weapons. 
Yeah, you and Parker both think Sam Darnold, if he has some protection, would be uh, would could possibly light the world on fire. So I don't disagree with you there. Uh, I was going to throw him real quick. You know, he he could be a poor man's Ryan Tannehill with his career. No, and you know, I could agree with that as well. I think we've we've seen what Ryan Tannehill can be when he has a decent O line outside of what he did in Miami with with no O line. So no, I I think that's a very valid point. Uh, moving to Denver here, their team needs our cornerback, uh, quarterback, and linebacker. So it's either Parsons or we're trading up for a quarterback. Like those are the only two options. Am I correct? Yeah, Denver's definitely a team for quarterback play, even though they haven't been talking about it much. I think they need to bring competition in for Drew Luck, rather if it's Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, who's ever available. If they're not interested, Parsons be a great addition to that linebacker core. With Von Miller and Bradley Chubbs. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely the play there. If you can't get the quarterback that you want because the price is too steep, then you definitely go with your possible linebacker there um, that could anchor the center of that defense um, and, you know, make it so Von Miller and, and Chubb definitely don't have to worry about those tight ends getting out in the flat and uh, they can just attack the quarterback as much as possible. So, no, I can definitely agree with that there if they're not able to get the quarterback in the future because Drew Locke's not the answer. Um, to wrap up the top 10, let's go straight to Dallas. Their team needs corner, offensive tackle, and D-end. Who are they going with here? I have Sertan, Horn, Fairly, maybe, if, you know, Sertan and Horn are both gone. But then, you know, your offensive tackle, it's Slater, Darisal, And then, is Pay in play at 10? Is he really a top 10 option there? He is a play. Their run defense was pretty, pretty low last year. But I think they're going to go cornerback. You know, they've been linked to Horn and Certain a lot. I think one of them guys will pair well with Trevon Diggs, and they really need to shore up that secondary. I think uh, it's either Horn or Certain. Okay. With so, Dallas, you know, they've been linked a lot. Do you think Fairley is too early here? I think so. I think people are just, especially for that rich of a pick, at number 10 with the other cornerbacks there, you know, that back injury, and that, you know, we don't know how good the recovery is going. I think Fairley... I wouldn't think so. Okay. No, that's definitely a fair assumption. Well, that's going to do it for the top 10. We're going to take a real short break and come back for 11 through 20 right after this. All right. Welcome back. We're going 11 through 20 now. Uh, So 11 is the New York Giants, Tim. Uh, their team needs wide receiver, offensive tackle. Is DN to play here as well, or is it just wide receiver tackle? DN is a play. I could see our first DN coming off the board as early as the Giants. But I think they're going to go offense. They're going to protect Daniel Jones, or are they going to give him another playmaker? That will be the question. Basically, who falls for him? Who they got high on their draft board? There's a couple great players that should be available. If it's Waddle, Devontae Smith. No, you got your tackles and Slater and Darisol. I think this year in the draft, they should make it around their offense as for the free agency, they really wrapped up their defense. I think an offensive player will continue the trend. Okay, so we're definitely thinking Waddle, Devonta Smith, Slater, Darisol. We're thinking Sewell's off the board at this point as he's the, the top tackle in the draft, basically everybody's saying. Show, show Daniel Jones some love. Okay. Let's see what that kid has. Danny Dimes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let's let's give him a shot there in, in New York for sure. All right, now we're getting into my team. Number 12, Philadelphia Eagles. Team needs wide receiver, cornerback, linebacker. 
So it's the best of the two wide receivers in Waddle and Smith. We're thinking Sertan is off the board here by Dallas. So it's J.C. Horn, maybe fairly here. And then Micah Parsons are the available picks. Who who are you going with here, Tim? I'm definitely going receiver or cornerback based on who's available. I I will rank Sertan, Horn, and Waddle as my top three. Smith is a possibility. I think they need a big man. Parsons, they definitely need a general in that linebacking core. Parsons in play, but I would think it's receiver and cornerback based okay. on team needs. And give Jalen Hurts somebody to throw the ball to. So Waddle or Horn here. Smith is a is a as a backup if both of them are gone, but you're definitely thinking either Waddle or Horn here, right? Yeah. Waddle and Horn are certain. Yeah, I can live Which with both I'm, of those. Yeah, I'm praying Dallas doesn't take him, but <laughs> Yeah, if, if certain's available, I think the, the card is up in the commissioner's hand before the Giants even make their pick at 11, just in case the Giants don't take him as well. All right, 13, we're going L.A., the Chargers. Uh, team needs are offensive tackle and corner, so we're looking at Slater, Darisaw, Vera Tucker possibly this early, and then Horn or Fairley, depending on who's left with corners. Where's their play? Also, their play is you got to protect – Jesse, you know, hopefully Slater's there. They would love for Slater to fall. Darisol's an option as another tackle. Vera Tucker, he could be a he could be a good play for him. They could plug that guy in as a guard, as a left tackle. Farley, Farley, he could be a play to replace Casey Hayward. You now I like seeing Darwin James getting back healthy and seeing what that secondary could really come. I can agree with that for sure. That's where I thought the, the fair, Caleb Fairley. I will start with the Chargers. Okay. I think that would be a good a good pick for him. Fair enough. So I'm looking at 14 here. Now Minnesota on the board. Offensive tackler D end is kind of their two needs. So is this is this the start of D end run here with uh, Pay and then Phillips are probably your top two. And then uh, obviously the offensive tackles if Darisaw or Vera Tucker are there. Minnesota definitely has to look at them, right? Yeah, D is definitely a big need for these guys. After losing Darnell Hunter last year, he definitely needs a running mate. Also, a tackle is in play after not being able to re-sign their tackle during this offseason. So I think this is where we truly see our possibly our first DN, if not our second, to come off the board. Okay, so Minnesota is definitely looking at, you know, you're either looking at protecting Kirk Cousins or getting after the opposing quarterback here with a D-end or an offensive tackle. We go to 15 with New England. Their quarterback needs quarterback, wide receiver, linebacker possibility here. I'm thinking New England has to be a trade-up or they're just settling for J, uh, JOK or Micah Parsons if he possibly falls this far. Am I right? You're right. You're right. Uh, they are a sneaky team, New England. They, what an offseason. Now, if they like Justin Fields, if he's available, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, they might give up the farm because I think that's all they're really missing as a quarterback. Now, when it comes to, you know, it doesn't hurt to the right receivers there or even Parsons, you know. Dante Hightower been injured a little bit in his career, and Parsons will be a, a nice compliment of him. JOK is another another guy who could come off the board as early as New England. I think New England's a sneaky team. Don't, don't be surprised if they either trade up or even trade back. Yeah, a trade back here is definitely a possibility for New England as well. Acquire more picks that they can move up and get that quarterback maybe next year. I think they, they're going to get a quarterback somewhere in this draft. Where and when is the question. Absolutely. I, I actually kind of like Kyle Trask going to them in the second, late second, early third. So that's definitely something to think about as well. Go. They'll knock off Callum Moon. 
I think if that guy gets a shot to start on a team, he might turn some heads. He might be a still of the draft with the right team. Absolutely. Possibly. He's right now projected to be a late third rounder, so that's definitely, definitely someone to look at as well. Yeah, that could be a steal for sure. All right, so now we go into, let's see, Arizona at 16. Their team needs are cornerback, linebacker, offensive line. You know, I mean, it's kind of like who falls to them at 16. Is it fairly uh, is Zach Collins, JOK there, Vera Tucker. I think those are kind of the usual suspects. Am I right? You're right. You're right. I think they're happy if any of them top three cornerbacks fell to them. They're, they're running up to the podium. They need someone to replace Patrick Peterson and, re- and to pair up with Malcolm Butler and Brian Murphy. I think Furley could be a great pick at 16. Now, if they, go, they turn their attention to the linebacker and pair up with Isaiah Simmons or even replace... Jordan Hicks. Yep. Replace Jordan Hicks. I think Collins or JOK is another option. You can't go wrong protecting Kyler Murray. You know, that guy likes to run, so you got to give him some protection and let him run a little bit. No, that that's why I think Vera Tucker is definitely in play here at 16. But I definitely think Caleb Fairley out of Virginia Tech, the corner, is definitely the play here for Arizona. If he's still there, I think that's who they're going to end up with. We jump to 17 now with Vegas. Their team needs offensive line and D-end. This is where we're getting into kind of the lesser-known offensive line guys, which is kind of scaring for Vegas considering they let both of their tackles go. So you got Jenkins out of Oklahoma State, Vera Tucker if he's still possibly there, or you go the top three D-ends and pay uh, Rasu and Phillips, uh, the two Miami uh, D-ends. Who, who does Vegas end up going with here? No, they only need – They remember, they signed Colton Miller to a pretty hefty contract. So, they need to work on the right – they need a right tackle. I think Jenkins could be a good start where he could fall off the board. Vera Tucker, if he's there, that would be a God's gift for them guys. I was really sure up a big part of their O-line. Now, when it comes to the decent defense side of the ball, they could also go to the end. They've been searching for that pass rusher for years, ever since they lost Khalil Mack. I mean, they sign Yannick. That's that's a big start. But I think oh, he could use a you know, more depth of position or a running mate. You know, I've been even hearing of sneaky linebackers to even sneak their way in Zaylen Collins or JOK. But they, I think they would have to go a tackle, offensive line, somewhere on the offensive line. You gotta, you know, you got the good running backs. You gotta create holes to open up. You got the speed. You gotta give Derek Carter time. He had a great year because he had a great. Great O-line last year. No, absolutely fair enough there. After Vegas, it goes to Miami's second pick, and this is either defensive end or running back here as they've already gotten their wide receiver with our first part or their big playmaker. Am I right? You're right, 100%. I think uh, DN is more in play than a running back, but don't don't knock off the running back. There was some chit-chat about them doing their little indulgence on both of them running backs if they like one. Heck, give all the playmakers two could take. But DN, I think you can't go wrong. You got the good kid out of Miami. Both gentlemen will be on the board. Even watch out for a Z from Georgia. I kicked him off the board right there for Miami. Absolutely. Aziz Aljalari, I think is how you pronounce his last name. That's one that's going to be a tongue twister even for Goodell. He's going to have to have that phonetically spelled out whenever Aziz does get picked. He will be practicing it in the back before he hits the podium. Oh, 100%. After Miami at 18, we go to 19 with the Washington football team. 
I'm thinking it's linebacker or wide receiver here. So we're looking at JOK or Collins, the better one of those two that's available. And then Bateman or Tooney is the wide receiver, the next crop of wide receivers that are probably going off the board here. And it starts at 19. Am I right? You're right. I mean, on defense, the only hole they really have is what middle linebacker everywhere else is set. Offense, give Fitzpatrick some more magic. You know, give him another receiver. Another sneaky play, watch out for maybe a potential offensive tackle. You know, somewhere they really need to replace Trent Williams. Maybe Jenkins could also be a play in here. It's a possibility. But I'm leaning more towards a linebacker receiver for the football team. Uh, Chicago now on the clock for the last of this uh, 11 through 20. They've got quarterback needs, they've got corner needs, and they have wide receiver needs. Is this a team that could possibly trade up as well to take one of them top five quarterbacks? This is a team that's praying that one of them top five quarterbacks fall so they can make a pitch. It, it's a strong potential. I, I could see Chicago overpaying for somebody like Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones to even leap as high in the top ten. Other than that, if their guy's not there, cornerback someone to replace Fuller or either another receiver with Allen Robertson on a franchise tag. So you got to replace some of the strong talent you already are about to lose. Get some younger, fresh guys in there. So corners, we're looking at Newsom. If Farley falls here, I yeah. think this would be a, an excellent place for Chicago to sneak, uh, sneaky pick for them to pick up Caleb Fairley. And then uh, Tooney and Bateman are, are, again, those those wide receivers that are in the next tier here. Yeah, that's about when that second-tier receivers are going to start coming off the board, starting with Chicago. Chicago and Washington is a possibility, but towards the end of the draft, you're going to see a few of them receivers start flying off the board. Well, we're going to take a really short break, and then we're going to go from 21 to 32, finish up this draft and all the team needs in this draft special right after this. Welcome back. We're going to round out this uh, modified mock draft, kind of who's in play for each team. With Tim Frazee here again, we're picking right back up where we left off. Right after Chicago at 20, we go to 21, Indianapolis. They're, they only have two needs, and it's quite easily D-end and offensive tackle. They have to go one of these two positions. Who is it, Tim? Where are they going? I think a bigger need was to protect Carson Wentz. That's where he played his best football is when the guy had protection. A uh, big blow to that retirement. Even though just, Justin Houston is still a possibility to re-sign, I think tackle. Tackles are bigger need, but DN's also creeping up on the board if they don't get to re-sign Justin Houston. There's some good tackles still available at this point of the draft. If you like Leatherwood from Alabama, Cosme from Texas, or you still got Jenkins on the board from Oklahoma State. You know, definitely got to give that guy protection. You give him protection, he's going to put up the W's. Absolutely. I think Carson Wentz is an MVP candidate if he has time. And as long as he knows that his blind side's protected and he can count on his offensive line to do things, I think he's definitely an MVP candidate, and I think that's where Indianapolis goes. But, you know, there are some, some tackles out on the out on the market right now that could possibly go so that, you know, they could sign them and then D-end is the play, but I think it's tackle as well. I Also, you know, Jonathan Taylor – you, that guy had a phenomenal rookie year. You gotta get a gotta put a Morler up there as a tackle to open up holes so he can rush again. No, for sure, hundred percent. I'm in agreement with that. Uh, so we're definitely thinking offensive tackle there for Indianapolis. 
Uh, number 22 is Tennessee, the usual suspects of corner, wide receiver, and offensive tackle. Who are they going here at Tennessee? they got a lot of people to replace. I like Newsom as a play, and you could also throw in that second tier of receivers. I guess someone to throw that ball to other than A.J. Brown. Yeah, since they lost Corey Davis to free agency to the Jets, I definitely think uh, Tooney and Bateman are definitely in play here for Tennessee. An offensive tackle, you can never go wrong protecting Ryan Tannehill. As we know, he's better when he's upright. So Jenkins is a play here. Leatherwood, Cosme, the usual suspects of the next tier of offensive tackle, I definitely think is in play as well. Yeah, I would say so too. You know, you got to keep Derrick Henry hungry too, just in case. Excellent. So now we get into the interesting part of the first two teams of the draft now get their second shots at this board in the Jets and Jacksonville with we have Pittsburgh in between. But let's go ahead and start with the Jets at 23. Now their needs, because they have their quarterback, D-end, center, and corner. I mean, who 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 is their pick here, Tim? Wow, that's, that's, that's a good question. There's so many great players still on the board. I mean, do you want to continue to build that great O-line, that D-line, which they've been doing on free agency? Do you want to give your future quarterback another another lineman to go with Beckham? A sleeper for me as a big a big need is cornerback. You know, my man Asante Samuels will, looks good in a Jets uniform. There's so many good picks. I mean, you can't go wrong. I think it's going to be whoever they have higher on their board with position of need. I like uh, somewhere on the offense. They might throw a curveball and go DN, but. No, center. Center would be great. Even another receiver could be a curveball to give him more offensive weapons. You know, the Jets have had offensive weapons since back in the 60s, 70s. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, the Jets have kind of been always a defensive team, at least for for recent memory. And I think if they go offensive weapon or even a center just to re- reassure Zach Wilson, you know, pair him up with a, a rookie center and those two can can ride off into the sunset together for the next 10 to 15 years. I like Dickerson as the best center available. Um, but, yeah, I, I could be in agreement with Newsom or Samuel Jr. as the cornerback spot. All right, now we go to Pittsburgh. They have to help out and get someone to take pressure off Big Ben slinging the rock 50 times, right? It has to be a running back here. Am I correct? A running back is what we all want, is what I personally want. You know, you got to keep Big Ben upright. You got to have someone to create the holes. They lost a few of their O-linemen this offseason. You got to find people to replace them. I think they got their tackles set. Pouncey is a guy, he's someone uh, hard to replace, but there's a few guys at the draft, if they like at number 24, they could go ahead and pick and Dickerson and Creed Humphreys as the two top prospects as centers. But, man, I think Harris as a running back would just open up the passing game, open up the running game. I think he would put up more W's than what any offensive lineman could do right there. No, I'm with you. I think I think everybody that has Harris projected to 24 at the Steelers has it right. I think that's the only thing that makes sense in my head is that he goes there at 24 to the Steelers. I want to be mad with a center. I'm just saying, a center or running back, anything else is a disappointment for for me as I'm a Steelers fan. Fair enough. So we go to 25 with Jacksonville here. Uh, they go safety, defensive tackle, running back, corner. Who is their play here? Uh, I'm thinking it's the safety is kind of their biggest need, and we go uh, Mallrig out of TCU. Am I right? They've been linked to them. I think they do need a safety back there. Mallrig is the top safety in the draft. 
No, they traded Ronnie Harrison to the Browns last year. They really don't have a, a general back there in their secondary. Mowry is definitely in play. There, there's a couple other players that could be a factor in the, the D-tackle and Barmore from Alabama. They could even pair Trevor Lawrence with his running back. Cornerback, Asante Samuels Jr. could be a, also in play. I mean, he's probably best a player available as Urban Myers is still building that roster to the way he wants to. And I definitely think Malrig, considering he is uh, projected as a top 20 talent, to fall to number 25 to Jacksonville would be a steal in, in this first round. All right, so then we go to Cleveland, and I really only see one big glaring hole for Cleveland right now, and I think that's linebacker. Am I right? I agree. I've been linebacker for the last few years, and this is a year they can, uh, they got a few options at a good middle linebacker to help them out. You know, they signed Anthony Walker from the Colts at a really good cost, and I think you find someone to pair with him or even give some depth, and that team's ready to go. I don't see too many flaws on offense and defense other than linebacker. So we're looking at Collins, Davis, and then uh, JOK as the, you know, just the, the best available linebacker that's remaining on the board is definitely their pick. Am I right? Hands down, one of them three players are going to, going to be a Brown. Fair enough. We go to 27 in Baltimore, who now has two first-round picks after they traded Orlando Brown to Kansas City. So with their first pick at 27 in this draft – we're thinking wide receiver is the play. Even though D-end is the um, is the other need that they have, we're thinking wide receiver because they're trying to pick up who they want before New Orleans and Green Bay at 28 and 29. So who's the wide receiver that they're picking here at 27? I think Bateman. Bateman's in play. Tooney from Florida is also in play. You also got both of the Moors, Elijah Moore or Rondell Moore. I think they're definitely going to go receiver over to edge rusher just because, like you said, the Saints could be in play for a receiver. Green Bay could be in play for a receiver. So you want to jump the gun and get the player who you truly want, knowing that they don't need no edge rusher. Some edge rushers are going to be there with the 31st pick, and they definitely need a receiver to help Lamar Jackson definitely build a wrapping report at his young age. Absolutely. So since we already touched on it, New Orleans uh, at 28, they need wide receiver. Uh, but they could also look linebacker or possibly even corner, uh, considering they really don't have much corner depth now. Uh, so really, we're looking at Tooney and Bateman of the wide receiver position. Linebacker is Collins Davis, as we definitely think JOK will be off the board. And then the corner pick, possibly Asante Samuel Jr. here. Yeah, any of them guys will be great. They'll be happy with any of them guys. Even Eric Strokes from Georgia, another corner that could be in play later in the first round. I mean, they they cut a lot of players to get underneath the cap, so they can use another running mate with Michael Thomas or if it's Marshawn Lattimore in the secondary or even a linebacker, like you said, Davis, Collins. You know, it's a little weak in that area. You know, probably the best player on their board. Definitely got to fill, fill needs there in New Orleans for sure. Definitely, definitely. All right, so we're looking at Green Bay here at 29, wide receiver, cornerback, center possibility here to uh, – to help out Aaron Rodgers in his late stretches of his career, who who is the pick here at 29, Tim? Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been praying for a receiver. I like the receiving core, but there's a lot of good guys still left on the board at 29 with Tooney, Bateman, no, no, the Moors. Center, they lost Corey in free agency, so that could be a play to help 
Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones out and Dickerson and Creed Humphreys. Now, also, another guy, Asante Sanders, and I'm really high on this guy. He's definitely a first-round talent. You know, he could be paired very well with Alexander in a the secondary. They definitely have to replace Kevin King since Kevin King left as well and turned out to be kind of a bust, the uh, corner well, out of Washington. They I know they re-signed Kevin King on a one-year deal, and they still got Josh Jackson back there, but none of them guys are capable of doing what Asante Samuels could do. Now, they do need some cornerback help. For sure. And Newsom maybe possibly in play here as well. If he falls to 29, I think Green Bay snatches him up. I think he's definitely a top 25 talent. If he makes it to 29, I, I think he's he's definitely off the board. Eric Stokes as well at 29 is definitely a play of the cornerback position. Yes. Moving to 30 with Buffalo, we've got D-end and corner. Is it just the best available between these, whoever you have ranked higher is who Buffalo ends up with? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it starts with if there's a good cornerback there to pair up with Tadarius White. But also, you got to take a look what the ends are available. I mean, they got a lot to pick for pick at with the second tier, or hopefully one of them top tier guys falls down. Gregory Phillips, Aziz also. You know, they need to start looking at some youth at their DM position with Mario Addison and Trent Murphy past their 30s so i think it's best available at either position fair enough i know sean mcdermott is definitely licking his lips to get a top tier defensive player to throw in in that as he's a one of the one of the better defensive minded head coaches in the league uh we go down to baltimore's second pick now at 31 they already got their wide receiver addressed at 27 and so are they going best best available edge rusher as well 100 percent 100%. They got they have their options. Rather, if they need an edge rusher, if they need a true DN. I mean, there's a couple guys I like, you know, gentlemen out of Payton State, Washington. There's also Basham. Uh, I'm trying to think of a couple other top second-tier guys. Uh, Perkins, Ronnie Perkins. Maybe Z drops to 31. I'd be shocked, but they, they need some edge rusher. They lost two edge rushers in Gannick and Matthew Judon. They need to put some pressure and you know, keep that get that offense a little break. They're going to be running a lot this year, so. No, I'm with you there, and especially I think Car- yeah, Carlos Basham out of Wake Forest is definitely a play here. That six foot five, but lean body at 285 could definitely be a uh, a play for them in that situation as well. And then we get to the final, the penultimate pick of the first round with Tampa Bay. Is this just a spot where you just assume that they're going to trade out for more picks and let someone come back in from the beginning of the second round to get that fifth-year option? Or do they go defensive tackle and get Barmore if he's there? I mean, I think they're looking for the... They already got the fountain of youth for Brady. DN is in play. Definitely a DN or a D tackle. There's a few guys on that defensive line that are under a one-year contract. No, Nadonik and Sue is definitely up there in age and on a one-year deal. I think Barmore could be in play for Tampa, a strong play. I also think that you know, they could also trade out. There might, I'm sure there's a team willing to snag somebody if it's a receiver, a corner, you know, a lineman, somebody special. You always see someone trading up in the first round towards the end. So Tampa Bay got a set team. They brought their whole roster back, and they're ready to repeat. There's really no holes on that team. I completely agree with you. I definitely think it's a trade-out for Tampa Bay. For whoever wants a fifth-year option on a player that they they really, really love, 
Uh, I think that's what's going to end up happening with the 32nd overall pick. I don't. I do not believe Tampa Bay ends up picking at 32. I just, I just can't really see it, and I think that the trade out is definitely the play there. Yeah, my dream pick for Tampa Bay is Asante Samuel's Jr. Him wow. and Antonio Winfield Jr. will be deadly secondary. Wow, the the juniors roaming the secondary in the Tampa juniors. Bay. Juniors, yeah, I would love to see that. That would be pretty good. Uh, as much as as much as I would uh, uh, love to see Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, stay in the Florida area as he went to Penn State. Uh, that's uh, whoo, man. That is definitely a secondary that would be fierce for I sure. Love, yeah, I don't think they're going to go cornerback with it. They got a few guys that I like, you know, with Sean Murphy Button and Carlton Davis. You know, he played pretty well. I think D line. They're going D line. Okay. Well, Tim, that wraps it up for this mock again. We know we we made sure that we addressed all the team needs. So whatever team that you follow. Hopefully your team needs were expressed. If we missed any, feel free to hit us up on Twitter, SportsGPSRVA. For all of us here, Tim Frazee, thanks for coming. I appreciate I appreciate for you guys having me back. And I'm so ready for this Thursday for the draft and see how many picks we're pretty accurate on. I mean, I had fun doing this with you. I appreciate it, CJ. Thanks. Thank you. Absolutely, Tim. We'll bring you back again. Anything NFL uh, I, I'm always giving you the call first. If you guys have a little after draft party about some of the great good picks and who did well and who missed out, uh, you know, I'll be there waiting for that call. Absolutely, Tim. We'll definitely bring you back. But again, for all of us here, for Parker, who's not here, Tim Frazee on the phone, this is CJ Holly. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.